Ring and I'm Paul. I'm Kirk. Hey, Kirk, how you doing? Paul. Yeah. I'm fun and breezy. Fun. <laughs> yeah, we both are. Well, you know, like, you're fun and breezy, and I'm a little, like, grouchy but lovable. That's my vibe, and I feel like together we make a good pair. You're a little bit country, and I'm a little bit rock and roll. No. I'm a little bit country. You're a little bit soft little rock, bit rock, and I'm a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> but the, you know yeah. who sang that? A duo. A great duo. Segue. And I was trying to say, we are a great duo. We, we, we tied The show nicely. is hosted by a duo. Yes. But this is the first time our topic is duos. Duos, parenthetical, not named Hall and Oates. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one day we'll do a whole Hall and Oates. They deserve it. Uh, when they get back together. When they patch things up, too soon. We'll celebrate. Yeah. When they settle their lawsuits, they settle their lawsuit and their restraining and orders. They hug it out and their restraining orders. Yes, we'll, we will. We will talk about all of them yeah. around. But this is just duos. Yes, we've done trios. Yeah. I think within the last year we yeah. did trios fairly recently. We'll do duos, and here it is. Yes. There are a lot of duos. Yes. Fewer than you might think, though. But what I like is that there's different types of duos. There sure are. There's. There's. Brother, sister, there's married couples, there's people who hate each other. There's supergroup duos. Supergroup duos. Ooh, that's a tease. I can't wait. I mean, you kind of have one. Well, we'll get to well, it. Okay, we'll get to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I at first I thought, oh, this this topic might be too broad. Yeah. But then it wasn't. No. It's not, there, aren't, there aren't like a trillion and one duos. No, there yeah, are. And yeah. there's some, I'm sure, that, you know, obviously we're not going to do Hall and because they do right. their own thing. We did George Michael, and that kind of takes care of wham. Wham. So sure. we wham. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you know, those are the big ones. Yeah. So we cover those. So there's some deep dives. But in as it. you said, there are enough that it's uh, a lot of different types of music in this episode. Yes. Uh, but I'm going to start her off. All right. With a band you probably know called the Black Keys. Hey, I like the Black Keys. Do you? I, wasn't I sure do. You would. I have at least one of their two. So one of two songs on there. On the playlist somewhere. Okay, maybe but it will I do. be this song. I do really like the Black Keys. Yeah, this we're going to talk about a big hit song because it has a cool video. Good. But, uh, this is the Black Keys are Dan Auerbach and Patrick Carney, mm-hmm. and they're from Akron, Ohio. Fuck yeah, they are. They formed in two thousand one, and they're still going. Oh, there's st- I didn't know that. Oh yeah, oh, Black Keys are still a thing. But they they were they're great. They're great, like bluesy guitar. I mean, garage rock, and yeah, uh, they're cool. They get a little funk to them. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Uh, I don't know a ton of Black Keys stuff, but I know like some of the hits. I know and the I hits. like them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're gonna watch the video for "Lonely Boy" from their album "El Camino" in 2011. That was a big album. Yeah, that was huge. And this has an interesting music video. Uh, I don't know. You want to watch it first, and then I'll tell you the story. You want the story, and then we'll watch. it. Let's watch first. Okay, let's let's watch this video. For Lonely Boy by the Black Keys. Have you ever seen this? No. This was sort of viral like 12 years ago. So there is this, you know, middle-aged, maybe late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. Black guy in a white button-up shirt and 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 black slacks. Uh, Just, you know, dressed up for work for the day. Yeah. Just tie off. And he's dancing to this song. I've never seen this video. And, and this is it. This is this the whole This is what I want then. If, yeah. they, if they had moved away from this, I'd be like, you sold it out. Yeah. <laughs> this is fantastic. I don't know this song. 
Wait, maybe I do. And he lip syncs the whole thing. Too. Okay, no, I do know this song. Yeah. This isn't the song that I like as much. The other song I like, I gotta find it. It's way funky. Is it Your Touch? Yeah, maybe that's just got yeah. a little funkier song. But this is good. I've never seen this. And he is not, when we say he's dancing, he's not a professional dancer. No. He is just a guy who's dancing the way I would dance yes. at a wedding. Yes. Right? Like, just wacky. Yeah. Just, just, just uh, fun, silly. Yeah, not a professional. He's swinging his hips. He's doing like the cabbage patch, and yeah. and they're just like, oh yeah, this is like. I feel like this was like they put this on every TV show for like ten years. Like yeah. every drama yeah. had this in it. I'm ashamed I don't know this video. It's great. It is great. And I love too. It's like it's one take. The band's not in it. Nope. It's, it's just a oneer on this guy. Love that. Camera's not moving. The. <laughs> and you might oh, he's, he's, he's doing, literally he's doing act outs song. he's doing oh, act I outs I love that doing some Travolta shit I can't wait to hear the backstory because I have questions but I'm going to save the questions I will tell you the things. backstory okay now this video looks like it's like oh how great like they made this for five dollars and it's an interesting and memorable video if you told me this was like a Conan O'Brien skit right I would be like oh that's where they got it from yeah, no, it does look like this is not the official video, but yeah. just like a guy dancing to this song. Yeah. But this is the official video. However, this video was very expensive. Why? Because uh, the video originally had a script and a cast with more than 40 people in it. Uh, and they shot it that way, but what? then they, and they cut it and they sent it to the Black Keys and the Black Keys were like, this sucks. Re-edit it, please. No. And uh, and then they said a couple weeks later, we got another cut, and we were like, this still sucks. But what about that guy? Because he was just like like any video with a bunch of different shots and cuts. Yeah. He was just going to be like cut to a couple times in this much bigger video. Oh, okay. But the, the band just sort of keyed into it. Into him, you see, see what I did? I got you. They, I got you. Know, they were just kind of like, We don't like this, but we like that guy. And then, so the video just became like just the raw footage of what of that, what they filmed of him. That's unbelievable. Yeah, he oh was just like God. an extra in the video. Uh, he's 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 a, he was just like a local actor and musician and, and security guard. His real name, or at least the name. I guess it's his real name. It sounds made up. His name is Derek T. Tuggle. <laughs> okay. Could um, be. Could be. <laughs> and, and yeah, he's just like a guy who like, they found, you know, he's like a local actor. So this is all basically raw footage that they're like, okay, let's just get, we got our guy. Yes, you've we'll got, film you as part of the video yes. shoot and we'll include some You'll shots of you. You'll be like a couple in seconds video. in. Yes. And so after all that video got made, the black kids are like, just do that guy for the whole video. Yes. That's amazing. And he said it was probably the most expensive single shot video ever because they shot so I, much more. They were like, we hate it, but we love that guy. Can we just make it that guy? <laughs> I love the song and the video even more now because of that. Yes. Because now it's like, before, I was like, oh, I love this. This is a, this is a fine idea. Like, let's just get a guy to do it and that'll be it. It's like, yeah. no. But it's even so- that, it's like, it's a little too clever. Yes, yes. Here's the thing. In 2011, it's still early enough in the viral video culture mm-hmm. that if they had come up with it that way, it still would have been cool. Yeah. If they did that now, it's kind of like, all right, like, this yeah. is so 2011. Yeah, like, you did this. This is like, oh, 20- great. It's a guy funny dancing. Whatever. Yeah. 
But the fact that that it wasn't even calculated that way yes. does make it so much better. It's really fun. Yeah, because they weren't trying to make a viral video. No, not at all. They were trying to make a real video, and they just were like, "No, it's not good enough." And I just love that they keyed in on that guy because there's probably a lot of people. Yeah, they're like, "No, no, oh that dude. That's let's just do him." Yeah, because he's definitely got some riz. Yeah, in his. You know, it's it's amateur. It's like outsider art, right? Yeah, it's, but he's he's it's like naive art, but it's he's great. It's yeah. like you can't take your eyes off him. No, and it totally makes sense. You're right. This was a great call. Yeah, and a wow. great video. And uh, yeah, well, that's amazing. Well done, the Black Keys. Well done, the Black Keys. Good. Uh, on you. Okay, tell us about this next duo. Do you know? Okay, I don't think I do. <clears throat> I have prided myself in. Doing deep cuts of the eighties. Yeah, this is the deepest. This is the deepest deep cut. This of is the all. deepest deep cut, with a caveat that was a hit. So this nice. isn't like an obscure because I don't know, right. some album cut. Yeah, from some, no. yeah. This was a hit uh-huh. in the eighties that is never played again. Okay, and it's a duo called David and David. Mm-hmm. The song is called "Welcome to the Boomtown." This is like 1986, 87. It is. Pure college rock. Okay. That made it over. College rock pop. That crossed became, over. Yeah, crossed over. And all I can say is that I was uh, talking to one of my friends that I've known since I was in high school. And I was telling him about the pod and he listens. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm bringing in uh, David, David, David. David. And he's like, what? <laughs> you are not. And then he texted two of our friends and they're like, Oh, Scott and Len can't believe that you're bringing Welcome to the Boomtown. That's crazy. Because <laughs> you don't hear this anymore. Yeah. It's just not heard. Are they American, British, other? They are American. I can't remember where they're from, mm-hmm. but I will say that they did this. This was a hit. They did a second album. It tanked. And so they ended it, but they didn't end their partnership. They ended up working on Sheryl Crow's debut album. Oh, are they like part of the Tuesday Night Music yes, Club? Yes, they are part of the Tuesday Night Music Club. Oh, wow. But this is before, okay. like okay. five or six years before. Seven or eight, actually. And David and David. They are both named David. Yeah. They're not uh, fake names. First or last name? First names. Okay. David and David. And this is Welcome to the Boontown. Yeah, okay. I'm very curious about this. I'm curious if you're like, hell yeah, or you're like, eh. Uh, withholding judgment so far. Yeah, you gotta wait a bit. It, it, it takes a bit. That's why I'll say that. This is clearly recorded off TV in 1987. Yes, <laughs> and all just set in L.A. L.A.'s the boomtown. Very 80s. Intro's uh, getting a little long, but yeah. I'm hanging in there. Yeah. <laughs> I know, like, this kind of music. Exactly. Right? <laughs> you, yes. You know this music. You've never heard this song, but you know this song. I don't think I have. This was on the radio. Yeah. Like, this was probably a top 20 hit. Okay. Yeah. Cocaine in a dresser. Wait for it to kick into the. Chorus. I know there's going to be a drop. Yeah. I love looking out the window. Oh through the yeah, it's very with serious. The, yeah, oh, with the, open the jacket over yeah. the shoulder, like you're the, inside, man. 
Just hang up the jacket. Who's Artie, man? Here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to. Like it's kind of indie, but it's yeah, 1987, so exactly. it's still this big production on it. Yeah. And I. It's just a song that I remember. Yeah. It's one of those things. I where can it, imagine that if you remember it from the time, like this is real wistful, right? Yes, even though I don't really like the song. Oh, you don't like it? It's okay. <laughs> it's not like wistful in like yeah. the Dream Academy sense. Sure. It's more nostalgia, like oh my god, yeah. it was 1987 and this song was being played, and I had friends that liked it, so I heard it quite a bit. But it was on the radio and on MTV all the time. On MTV too. Yeah. Yeah. I Wait. get why it doesn't have staying power though. Yeah. And it's not because it's not bad, but it's kind of square. Yeah. Like it's not hip. They're real regular degular looking guys, <laughs> which is not to say they're like unattractive or anything, no. but they're just regular. Uh, they don't like, they're not striking. No. <laughs> and, and, and the music is also like not striking. It's fine for what it is. Exactly. It just kind of sits there. Good enough that it, it makes sense that it was a hit. Yes. So I'm going to look up what is. But uh, it's also like not corny enough to be Rite Aid music. Exactly. So that's why you don't hear it. Yeah. David Bearwald and David Ricketts. Okay. Uh, it the single reached. Okay, t- I'm sorry, I was wrong. It reached 37 uh, on uh, in 1986 on the Billboard Hot 100. Top 40. It was number eight on the Billboard Top Rock chart. Sure. Okay. So it was a big hit, and then peaked at 27 in Australia. But this was this was the I never heard any other song. Yeah. Never heard from them again. And then I just was like, oh my god, they did Cheryl Crow's debut. Yeah, album. they were in the Tuesday Night Music Club, and I'll bet they like wrote some songs for other artists 100%. and are like producers. That or became something. that became what they were. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But it's very and it feels very eighties. Good length. Little yeah. little less than four minutes. Yeah. It's wrapping up now. It's wrapping up. But it yeah. doesn't have a hook. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't have a hook either. Like it's it sounds nice, but it, yeah, it doesn't have any like. There's no grabbers in it. No, there's, there's not. Yet. And if so, I I get why it's kind of like forgotten. Yeah, that's why you're knocking like you said it greatly. I'm uh, damning it with a lot of faint praise. Yes, here. like yeah, it's fine. It's not. You're right though. It's not grabby enough to be like we're gonna play this at CVS. Yeah, because if this played at CVS, I would be like, what is happening? Yeah, and why it's not corny that? enough to be like. No, I know it's corny, but I like it. Like, it's just it's just too yeah. vague. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but it's not bad. No. It's not going on the playlist. No, though. I didn't think it would. Yeah. But it's just fascinating that, like, when I, especially when I tell my friends, they're like, oh, my God, David and David, I can't believe you're doing that. Yeah, David and David. Even the name just kind of tells you all you need to know. It's like, yeah, we're David and David. Yeah, yeah. Your band's named David and so David. not even yeah. Dave and David. No, no, David. Couldn't even come up with anything else. Two guys else. named David. What's the name of the band, though? David and David. David. And, David. and it'd be great if, like you said, wait, so it's David, like a first name, last name? No, both of our names are David. Right. And you're like, oh, what's your song? It's Welcome to the Boomtown. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> great. Thanks, David. Oh, I thought it was going to be called David and David Song. Because <laughs> that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just a, just a very, that's probably one of the deepest cuts I've ever done. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now we're going to take a hard left turn. All right, uh, into the the nineteen seventies New York CBGB scene, but not really punk music, but mm-hmm. like sort of associated with the punk scene. How much do you know about the band Suicide? I think I know the name. Yeah, you probably do. You might know a couple of their songs. Okay, maybe you've heard Frankie Teardrop. 
Me? No. Or uh, Dream Baby Dream. Or no. Ghost Rider, which is what we're about to hear. But anyway, Suicide is Martin Rev and Alan Vega. Uh, they formed in New York City in 1970 and continued until Alan Vega died at the age of 78 in 2016. So Alan Vega, was, they were already almost like 40 when they were involved in the CBGB scene. In the wow, that's way old. Yeah. And they, they were part of the like proto-punk uh, Max's Kansas City scene in the early oh, 70s okay. with like New York Dolls and Patti Smith the like pro- before CBGB's mm-hmm. um, for those who don't know Max's Kansas City was like another restaurant club yeah. where those bands played very well known before CBGB's <clears throat> and they were they're like hugely influential on electronic music and post-punk music and goth and uh, basically they were making post-punk music before punk that's weird. Yeah, but it just it tells you how ahead of their time yeah. they were. Uh, and so uh, we're just going to... This is like the, the lead-off track on their debut, self-titled debut album. It's called Ghost Rider. Are you a big fan of theirs? Or is like no, more I'm like, a casual fan. A okay. uh, casual fan. I don't know like all their songs. Yeah. And the song Ghost Rider is about the Marvel Comics superhero Ghost Rider, who is a leather biker with a flaming skull for a head, which is the coolest... Marvel Comics character yeah. ever uh, that Nicolas Cage played in a movie. Yes. Uh, so this is them uh, doing it live. Uh, All right. This is Suicide. Wait, live like of, like of its time? Yeah, this is... Uh, I don't know if it's at CBGB's, but it's in the late 70s. Oh, cool. You're not going to like it. Probably not. Oh, you are right. It is very electro. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, no. No, this isn't for you. No. This is not for this is not for Kirk. No. It's cool though. That's okay. It's interesting. They're they're cool though. The guy playing the synth looks like Ben Folds. <laughs> just just my initial thought. Uh, and he oh. also looks like the bass player from the news. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, they, it's funny because it's, when you, that guy looks 40. He's 39. Okay. Yeah. Not that guy. He's no. the younger one. He looks younger. Yeah. But, but he also looks like your uncle. Yeah. Martin. This is very, very performance art. It is very... I mean, it's New York. Yeah. Here's Because here's the thing about, like... Again, they were proto... They were around in the early 70s in New York. And punk is, is like, infamously, like... Draws a lot of hard lines about what is and isn't punk. Mm. But in the early scene, it was still new and artistic enough that, like, a lot of things were part of the scene that were very different. Like, yeah. television and talking heads and suicide. Yeah. And... Richard Hell and the Voidoids. Like, these are all very different bands who were part of the same scene. Yeah. it was just... The, the, the only unifying thing is it was, like, all outsider sort of marginal stuff that wasn't mainstream at all. It was, like, sort of experimental and artistic. Right. Just because it's label punk doesn't mean it's mosh pits and guys right, slamming right, and right, stuff. Right. Yeah. But they were playing on the same bills as, like, Blondie and the Ramones. That's amazing. So... And they definitely had, like, their own cult followers. Yeah. Like, people who were going out to CBGB's 
to see Suicide because yes. they were the coolest. Which to me, I'm like, if you're going to see them, are you just standing and staring at them right now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you're, yeah, you're a guy who thinks music is worthless if you can't dance to yeah. it. But was <laughs> or at least move to it. Or Mac to it. Yeah. You can Mac to Suicide. Uh, it depends you? on the kind of girl you've brought home. <laughs> It'd be some weird Mac. Well, for sure, but yeah. if you bring if you bring someone home who's on that wavelength, it's going to be good. If you, if you put on Suicide's <laughs> I mean, record, and she's like, be worth it. It, Frankie Teardrop comes on, that's going to be the wildest ten minutes of your life. <laughs> You're like, Ghost Rider? You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It kind of reminds me of you, I don't know if you'll remember uh, The Screamers, which was an L.A. band I played where it was a um, the lead singer, a drummer... And two guys who had, like, these old, like, uh, electronic uh, pianos. Yes. And they were playing, like, this really fast punk. And they were an L.A. punk band in the early 80s who were like, yeah, what are they doing? They were doing something that no one else was doing and no one else really has done since. And they had a huge cult following in L.A. But they're forgotten because they never even recorded an album. Yes. I remember you saying that. Yeah, so. This feels very New York. It is. That's the thing. It's yeah. very. But that's. I mean, that's the coolest. That's shit. the cool thing. <laughs> that's not going to play anywhere else. But that. That's yeah, what. But suicide like. is unique and like super ahead of their time. Yeah. Where if I mean you could play that for someone who'd never heard it before now and tell them it's new music and it wouldn't be hard to believe. No, I'd be like, oh, I guess it's new music. So yeah. It's like this is something, and I'm a hundred percent sure he has. Henry Rollins has played this on KCRW. Yeah, probably. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So suicide rules. Okay. Uh, but there's, you know, I didn't even entertain the notion that you might like no. it. No. But I would think that you would say, that's interesting. I like it because it's very New York of its time. Yeah. Yeah. And they're a duo. And they're a duo. I know this next duo. Goddamn right you do. The I first mean, time. Hip hop has a lot of duos yeah. and this is a great pick. Yeah. This one I was like, we need to put on EPMD because we've never put on EPMD. I thought for a second, I was like, haven't we already done You Gots to Chill? No. But... No, it just we should have. We should have. It's just yeah. it's a crime on us that we have it. Yeah. EPMD, Eric Sermon, Parrish Smith. EPMD stands for Eric and Parrish making dollars. <laughs> yeah. They're Five Dogs favorite rap group in the world. They're great. Very much we are very cuz it's like late 80s. It's like we are sampling funk, and that's what we're doing, and you're going to love yeah. it. Yeah, and it's and it's late 80s, so it's still that real simple sort of yes. hard cadence. It, it, I mean, this reminds me a little bit like, oh, this could have been uh, like on Eric B. and Rakim's Paid in Full album. Yeah, it could have been. It sounds like my melody. They're a little, Eric B., I'm sorry, uh, Eric uh, Sermon and Paris are a little more laid back. With yes, their they're fun. cooler. They're a little cooler. They're not, yeah. they're not come as hard, but the beats, definitely. And this has got two huge samples that you'll here immediately and you're like oh yeah oh yeah where it's almost like did that song only just come out like five years ago yes, too like, basically <laughs> and they're just like because it was mellow like, for a while before you completely base your entire record no, they're just like you know what we're not hit, we're not sampling disco we're sampling yeah. funk yeah and uh, this video I picked this video because it's literally literal they're like you guys to chill you'll see the opening the opening image you're like oh I get it you got to chill yeah they are chill. They are chill. They're great. Uh, yeah, we love you, PMD. Let's finally watch some of them yeah. on Music Ray Gun. You got to chill, chill. That, even just that, 
Yeah. It's so iconic. See, they're in a... And then it's just more bounce to the ounce. More bounce to the ounce and Jungle Book. And Jungle Book, yeah. And then, see, they're, it's you got to chill, so there's shots of the freezer. Yeah. And shots of ice. Oh, yeah, the guys bringing ice to a warehouse. Yes. And then just... Yeah. This was so good. And just the casual dancing in the back. It, it looks like the Lonely Boy video. Oh, in the yeah, back. yeah. <laughs> yes. I love this song so much. I have to look up because their first uh, their first album yeah. was called Strictly Business. Yeah. It was huge. A classic. Classic. Considered canon. So here's the rest of the name of their albums, which is why I love them. It's all business in the titles, yes. right? Yeah. Uh, 1988, Strictly Business. Yep. 1989, Unfinished Business. Yeah. 1990, Business as Usual. <laughs> 1992, Business Never Personal. <laughs> 1997, bit of a comeback, Back in Business. Yeah. 1999, they should have ended with this, Out of Business. Ooh. But then 2008, they came back with We Mean Business. Okay. Yeah. Every single album has Every single album. Yeah. And there were some drama. they're making dollars. Because they broke up after like the second album. And they reunited a couple times. Yeah. And basically, the drama was uh, Parrish, uh, his house was home invaded. Okay. While he was there. And... There was like a rumor that the guys that uh, home invaded were like, yeah, Eric we're from Eric's crew, and they're like, and so that ended the group. So like they're like, and then Eric's like, no, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. So there was a whole big drama, and they hated each other. Like they would like talk shit about each other. Yeah. For a couple of years, and then they reunited. Not a unique story. No. Especially no. with duos, I think it's harder to be in a duo than a trio. I think so. Because in a trio, if there's beef between two, the other one can be peacemaker. Exactly. It's, it's if you're just a duo and there's any static at all, like this is going to end you pretty quick. Yes. That's why again, I bring them back. That's yeah. why Wham's great. Yeah. No beef. Yeah. They understood each other, which is great. And uh, I think. With EPMD too, Eric Sermon kind of not really, but he kind of he's the bigger name. Yeah, he overshadowed a little more than Parrish Smith. But they're making no bones about like, yeah, we're just doing more bouncing outs. I mean, it's yeah, it's good though. Yeah, and you rap over it, and yeah. it's it's such late late eighties rap. Oh yeah, this it's was, an evolution, but now it sounds like so old school. Oh yeah, yeah, it really does. But at the time, you're like, oh my god, I can't believe they're doing this. This is revolutionary. They, like, this is like, I would hear this in Cleveland, summer of like 88, 89. Just like bumping in in car stereos. That's exactly how this needs to be heard. Yeah. yeah. Not on a podcast. No, out of a Jeep four miles away. Yes. And you're like, oh shit, it's just the chill. And you're actually happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, again, this is a video that never played on MTV. I think it played on MTV Raps a bit. Yeah. A little bit, but it was mostly BET. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, EPMD, we had to we had to bring in the duo. Uh, yes, uh, a, a long overdue appearance from mm-hmm. EPMD. Yeah. Uh, again, like not a household name, but any like... Any rapper. Any, any even casual yeah. hip-hop fan. You know their hits. Know and... EPMD. They're, they're, uh, they're uh, rap groups, rap group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was great. Thank you. And we needed some hip-hop. Yeah. 
this next group. Ooh, this is a fun one. Okay. This is like the newest group on the list. Uh who I knew about because they appeared... I heard about them because they were in the Twin Peaks reboot a few years ago. Okay. But I hadn't thought about them in a while. And then our friend Sarah in Texas put a... We do like a little collaborative playlist on mm-hmm. Spotify where we each add songs. We alternate adding songs to a playlist mm-hmm. and we have fun. And she put this band on there. And I was like, oh yeah, the Cactus Blossoms. They're good. I have no idea. You're, uh, you're probably not going to like them either. <laughs> for a whole different reason. Okay. They are real-life brothers Paige Burkham and Jack Torrey. Okay. Uh, they formed in Minneapolis in 2011. Oh, and wow. they're still going. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 2011, and this song is from 2016, not 1951 and 1950. Oh, is it going to sound like it? It's going to sound so much like it. They are straight up doing a, like, Everly Brothers throwback. Oh, wow. So this is, like, 50s rock and roll harmonies. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if I just played this for you, you'd be like, oh, this is some old rock and roll song. That okay. Heard of. Um, but this is their song, Stop Light Kisses. Wait, oh, Stop Light Kisses. Okay. Stop Light Kisses. I thought you were saying Stop Light Kisses. No, Stop Light. Stop Light Kisses. Like sneaking a kiss at a st- when you're at the red light. I mean, that's a good title. Stop also, yeah. that's such a 50s title. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like at the hop or, yeah. uh, you know, you feels like yeah, you're gonna sing a song about uh, sharing a malted with <laughs> yeah. your girlfriend. I'm at and the five and dime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, stop like kisses from their album. You're dreaming from 2016. God, it's their sounds. second album. Uh, and again, I don't think you'll like this because you don't like that kind of music. No. But I think you will be interested in what a good throwback it is. Yeah, and I that am they are good. And they have a band, but they're a duo. Just okay, like yeah, any, that's any, you know. exactly. Oh wow! Come on! There's no way these guys are from 2016. <laughs> they did Time Machine. Wow! Right? It's it's spot on. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I don't really like this, but I'm like amazed at how just like spot on it is. Yeah. Even their demeanor. Yeah, they're they're sort of dress and they're they're, they're not they're not overselling it. They're yeah. just singing it. But it's also not too like theatrical, right? Exactly. Like, they're not wearing costumes. And yeah. Kind of thing, but. They are walking a very fine line and doing it well. Yeah. Like, where it's not, like, over the top, and it's not... You don't want to beat them up, because it's like, oh, I get it, you're doing, like, a 50s thing. Yeah. It's just like, you can tell, like, oh, they just love this music, and are doing it that way. I would also imagine it's a harder thing to do in some ways, to recreate it so perfectly, because you know there's somewhere like, maybe we should just change it up a little bit. We should kind of fuck with it a little bit, be unique. And that restraint, I think, is probably really hard. Yeah. But they do, I mean, it's, it's, they do some different variations on the style. Like, this is a very poppy mm-hmm. sort of song, but the one they did on Twin Peaks, as you can imagine, is a little bit more like Roy Orbison y okay. and sort of dreamy. And, yeah. But of course, David Lynch would key into this. Of course, right? this like, would be very <laughs> David Lynch. Wow. Like, 
again, I doubt that you'll put this on one of your playlists. Oh, no. But um, astonishing at what a good throwback it is. It is. I'm incredibly impressed by them. Would never listen to the song again. Oh, I would, because I love the Everly Brothers. Yeah, you uh, have mentioned yeah. that, and I find that amazing. Oh, they're, they're, the, they're one of the, the best to ever do it. Oh, are they on the duo episode? No, I, but that's why I did this, because like doing the Everly Brothers on the duo episode yeah, was too little, obvious, and I was like, obvious. but the Cactus Blossoms. Yeah, no, that we was get a the same call. sort of We get the same sort of hit. Yeah, that's true. But we get to talk about something that hasn't, you know... Yeah, that's, that's that was incredibly impressive. Yeah, that's, that's the reaction I yeah. thought you would have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was a cactus. Place. Nice. Uh, what is your next? Oh, group? this might be a band that you don't know, but you know the song. No, I've heard. I've, you I know, know Yarbrough. Yeah, you know, know Yarbrough Yarbrough Peoples. Peoples. Yeah, Yarbrough Peoples with their classic uh, "Don't Stop the Music." Huge song, 1981. Yeah. Um, this is oh, this is why I put them on too. Married couple. A married couple. Married couple. Okay. Still married today. All right. Yes. And uh, this is uh, this is a huge. This is another like. If it's a summer barbecue, you're hearing this song. Uh, this is like played really loud. It's every generation lo- that loves R&B loves this song. Okay. I, um, I, I'm sure I'll know it. You will uh, know it. When I hear Yarbrough and Peoples, I mostly think of a Das Racist uh, lyric where he says, always with my peoples like Yarbrough. <laughs> okay. No, I'll take that. I'll take that. And at one point, I'm going to have you watch the video because I... I didn't know that they had a video. I was just kind of hoping. Yeah. So this is a video. And about two-thirds of the video, something happens that you're like, what the fuck are they doing? This is weird. Okay. And I'm just going to leave it at that. All right. Because otherwise, this is a very straightforward performance video. This song is a jam, though. Yeah. Yeah, that keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This has been sampled so many times. That's why I'm still not... Yeah, but I know this. Yeah, so. you know the hook. Yeah. Yeah, that's Peoples. And the lead singer, Jarbo. Yeah. So, one of the things I learned about them is <coughs> they got their start because uh, the Gap Band befriended them. Like, uh-huh. the Gap Band was like, these they're great. They're awesome. So, like, our label should sign them. And so I can't remember the name. It was a smaller label. And then this song went and knocked Burn Rubber off of the charts of number one. Burn, the Gap Bang's Burn Rubber. Oh, I don't know that song. Oh, you might know that okay. if I play for you later. But the band that the Gap Band basically discovered, they knocked it off. Knocked this it off, song. yeah. This was the and one. And then they hated each other forever after beefed. that. Yeah. Now, I guess they were okay with it. Yeah. I've never... I, I, I know there were other songs. Don't know any other Yarbrough and People songs. Like, this is this Did, big. Yeah. Is a one-hit wonder? It's basically a one-hit wonder in the Maybe sense that... Maybe technically they had a, another top 20 hit. Yeah, that no one wasn't remembers, as big. Like, this was this is a juggernaut. Yeah. What know. year did you say? 80? 81. 81. Yeah. Slap at that bass. Yeah, slap at the bass, man. Yeah. And this is also another big, like, roller boogie song. Yeah. So you can just, because it just fits. Um, we're getting close to the weird moment that you're like, because you're just like, it's so just far, weird, very straight ahead. Very straight ahead. Yep. Nothing, nothing out of the, It's like very early 80s. Like, we need, this is a video. Yeah. This is what we do. Uh, and I love it. But this, this is still played on radio, like, all the time. 
Yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely heard it. And I've heard of Yarbrough and Peoples, although I don't know if in my head I connect. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Yar- our Yarbrough and Peoples song. Yeah, this is it. This is the song. And it's called Don't Stop the Music. That's me. But, yeah, I do know it. Yeah. It's just because of that driving bass line. Oh, Oh, that was it. I hate it. Yes. I hate it. Out of it. nowhere, you're at 225. There's a minute left on the song. Yeah. And because of that high pitch of voice, voice yeah. puppets come up. Puppets. Puppets. Yeah, it's a puppet show now. Yes. Um, that is the music video director, <laughs> who I hope never worked again. <laughs> but again, it's so early in the music video era that it's like, what do we do? Yes. And he's trying desperately to come up with something in the song that's a reason to do a visual yes. thing. And he's like, how about if when uh, the, vid- the the vocals are distorted, we just have some puppets. Come out of the speakers. The, uh, and it's uh, it's nightmare fuel. Yes. When I was watching the video, cause I was, you're literally like, oh, it's just an 80s performance video. Yeah. Nothing's happening. And it's also, Or someone said... Well, if we're doing a video with this song, how do we explain that the voices are different? It's not going to make sense. People aren't going to know what to make of it. They're going to want to see it. So, so we have to create characters who have those voices. Well, I have some puppets in my trunk. Great. Because I do a puppet show on the side for uh, my kid's school, and so I have them. They're in my it. trunk. I could go get them right it now. It'll take like a minute. Yeah. When I saw that, I, I jumped. I was like, whoa. And then, but now they're gone. It was just for that. They're going to come back. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. There they are. Yeah. It's yeah. clearly just two people yeah. with, with yes. one puppet on each exactly. arm. Yeah. And also, you're like, were these in, were those inserts shot later? So, y'all were people, so like, this is a good, yeah. They don't even know that it existed. Or do you think they just did it live and they were all partying with the puppets? Maybe, because cocaine. <laughs> yeah, look at that keyboardist. He's cool. He's cool. Got that fucking mullet going. Uh, and a mustache. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Peoples has a great Jerry curl. Oh, yeah. Just glistening under the lights. And perfectly formed. Yeah. He's like, you know, he was just juicing up between every take. Oh, like, yeah. God, he got to keep it. it. Yep. yep. And it ends, it ends basically on the puppets. Yeah. yeah. That was, uh... it, t- it took a turn. <laughs> it didn't ruin it. Yeah. But it just got weird. Yeah. I don't know, for no, really no reason. Yeah. Okay. So the next duo is a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a gentleman we've had on the show before. Yes. Because he sang the national anthem at a basketball 1983 game. NBA All-Star game. Yes. Yeah. Classic moment. Yep. That was Marvin Gaye. Yeah. But Marvin Gaye, uh, I mean, he's, he did a lot of duets, actually. Yeah. Uh, he has a whole album with Diana Ross. Mm-hmm. But, of course, he's most famous in terms of duets and duos for singing with Tammy Terrell. Yep. And I thought, well, we've never had Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell on the show. I know you don't like Motown, so you might not even like this. Oh, I know this. But, uh, yeah, this is a classic. I love this song. It's uh, You're All I Need to Get By, which is like their signature, I would say. By the way, yeah, I don't hate Motown. I thought you said you hate Motown. No, I don't hate Motown. Oh, okay. I don't like it as much as other stuff, but uh-huh. I like Motown. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I've mischaracterized you because I, I tell everybody like... <laughs> On the streets? Yeah, I do uh, a music podcast with this guy who says he likes music, music, but he doesn't like Motown. Yeah. No, I like Motown. I mean, yeah. Stevie Wonder, Jackson 5, Marvin Gaye. Sure. sure. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Marvin and Tammy. Yeah, this song's. I, I have this song on a playlist. I love this song. Their first duet was "Ain't No Mountain High Enough," which yeah. is probably more well known. This is That's better. 1967. That mm-hmm. was their first duet, and by 1970, she was dead. 
I uh, didn't know that. You didn't know that? No, I thought Tammy, that was just, they recorded three studio albums together. Yeah. Uh but she died at 24. Ooh. But when she was like 21 or 22 still, she was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Because uh, her like migraines were getting where she had migraines all her life. She oh, probably was like had a brain tumor when she was a kid. That's the, the they can't fuck with those, man. Yeah, uh, it was very sad. But this they recorded this after she had had like her first brain surgery. I had no idea. This is my favorite one. This is yeah, this favorite. is like this is, this is the classic. Yeah. Uh, literally at her funeral, this song was playing while Marvin Gaye did a eulogy. Oh my god! And all of his friends said he never got over her, her dying. They were not a romantic couple. No, no, they were just a musical partnership. But they like really loved each other, and he he was just totally crushed when she died. I didn't know that. I thought it was one of those like, well, it's the seventies. Marvin's going to do his own thing. Yeah, no, she died. Oh, wow. And there's even some, like, unresolved controversy where um, a lot of people believe, like, a lot of people who were there say she didn't even record the third album, that they had a fill-in. Really? Because she was too sick to do it, but but Barry Gordy was like, no, we gotta put out an album, so we're just gonna say it's We'll figure it out. Yeah, but the woman who is said to have recorded the vocals and did, like, work on it and and wrote a lot of the songs. I can't remember her name. And she was like, no, Tammy recorded most, if not all okay. of it. She's like, I maybe did background, but... but So, it's it's unresolved yeah. whether or not Tammy even worked on the third album they did. That one has, like, the Onion song on it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But this is, this is from their second album. And this video is... I like that in the age of YouTube, they are making a lot of music videos for old songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of them are, are you know, um, film. Mm-hmm. But this is one of those, like, animated lyric videos. No, I like these. Do. These are fun. So it's just a fun yeah. new video for an old song. Yeah. And uh, a classic by one of the great Motown. This song gets me a little emotional. I love this song. Yeah, this is uh, this is their best yeah. one. And at the end, I just kind of lose it. It's so good. Yeah. Look how great that record player is. Oh, this is so good. This video is a vibe. Yeah, it's yeah. These these are fun. These lyric videos. Yeah, but they're doing it. It's very like lovingly made. It's lovingly made, and it's also of the time period. Yeah, they've they've done a lot of like cutouts of like photocopied photos from the cutout art. Yeah, and it's yeah. There's it's a it, you're right it's a vibe it's a vibe yeah they this song uh, is in the movie Coda yeah uh, prominently and it wrecks me it's uh, so good it's a great duet yeah there's a story of uh, when she was sick he did a show and you know he had someone else singing her part because she was too sick to perform with him but she came to the show she was in a wheelchair and like the front row just like cheering him on and he was like no and he like went down into the audience and sang it with her and she delivered it that's so nice yeah I, I mean you wonder any any great artist who dies young especially like she never quite became a superstar and I don't know if she you'd call her a household name yeah but you gotta wonder, is like, would people be talking about her now the way they talk about Diana Ross? Or, Probably. You know, like, she was talented. Like, I think everyone knew the talent, and like, maybe they do two more albums. Yeah. And they're like, hey, let's do our own thing. 
and a hundred percent she becomes a disco star. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. Huge disco star. She was great. Yeah, this part right here. Yeah, under the sun, Rob Dunn one. Oh my god, it's so good. And also, because I do like Motown. Yeah. Two minutes and fifty seconds. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Get in and get out. Yeah. That's all you need. This video is very sweet. Yeah, I like these when they. Yeah. Yeah. This makes you feel good about people. Yeah, it's just it's on the Marvin Gaye's official uh, YouTube page. Oh, and, that's uh, even better. Yeah. I mean, he's just like the best singer of all time. Right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> he could sing Stupid anything. Kid. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. But also, you know, what's going on is the first album he recorded after she died, and, and it's part that. of why. I mean, obviously, it's. The material on it is very socially conscious, but it's also really melancholy because he was sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so you wonder, like, I'm not going to say I'm glad Tammy Terrell died because it gave Marvin Gaye the career in the 70s that we know. Yeah. is such a legendary uh, career, but I think things definitely would have been different. Yeah. I think, I mean, because they probably still would have, you know. And, and we, yeah, you would have thought of them more as like, because you think of Marvin Gaye as Marvin Gaye and the stuff he did with Timmy Terrell is like, oh, that's from the early part of his career. But yes. Before he, before he like exploded in mm-hmm. the 70s. Uh, yeah. you know, I do tend to think of it that way. And you don't yeah. think, you don't think of them as so much as a duo, but they really were a duo. Yeah. And, uh, it was just, um, some of my favorite stuff. No, that's good stuff. Some of my favorite Motown stuff. Uh, okay, this next. Speaking of some of your favorite stuff, Paul. Yeah, this is uh, this is the sort of supergroup I was referring yes. to. Yes. Yeah. Little Loggins and Messina. Now, Messina we talked about recently on the mini because yes. we had that Poco yes. card in Trading Card Corner. And Messina, we found out, was in Buffalo Springfield. Yes. And then Poco and then Loggins and Messina. I never realized that Messina from Loggins and Messina was in Buffalo Springfield. Me neither. I did not know those things. Nope. And I, or even that Poco was a spinoff of... I had no idea either. That's what these cards are for. But was Loggins already famous when Loggins and Messina formed? No. Loggins no. and Messina was the first thing. And then this became But not big, for Messina. But not for Messina. Right. For Loggins. Okay. And then... And then Loggins went solo right. and did, you know, like Caddyshack stuff and all sure. that stuff. And I know this song, this is their this is their upbeat song, Your Mama Don't Dance. And it has one of the weirdest musical moments ever in it. Oh, you're going to tell yeah. me because I want to know if it's what I think it is. Okay. Yes. Uh, so they did this and they also did, although he made it more famous, Danny's song. Yeah. Which... I know you're a fan of What Hot American Summer. Yes. Uh, they use it to great use with Ken Marino singing it in the van. Right. And that drives me insane. It's so funny. <laughs> I, was, I think we even watched that clip. Yes. Once on the show. We did. Yeah. Long, long time ago. When he crashes the yeah. van. Yeah. So this is Locked in Messina live. Yeah. The Midnight Special doing Your Mama Don't Dance. And it's funny too because it's like very quickly Logan stopped sounding like this. Yeah. He went real soft real fast. Right. Yeah. This is <laughs> this is not soft. I mean, it's it's pretty it's square and corny, yes. but it's not soft rock by any means. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wonder, like, who was Loggins for Messina to form a duo? With? This is what I heard. This yeah. is what I read. So basically, the record label had Loggins, yeah. and they're like, "Hey, we got Loggins. This guy's like going to be a big up and comer." Yeah. Messina, you've worked with Buffalo Springfield with Poco. We need you to work with him a little bit, season him. Okay. Work on his debut album. 
Yeah. And apparently they just vibed and he contributed so much that they're like, let's just call Loggins and Messina. Oh, okay. So he was just sort of like a producer, but yeah. then they became a partnership. He was a producer who was producing with Loggins, yeah. but contributed so much. And apparently at first Loggins was like, I don't fucking need this guy. Yeah. Like, Fuck him. I'm talented enough. Yeah. I don't need a babysitter. Exactly. And yeah. then, but they just vibed really well. Yeah. And they really liked working together. So Loggins was like, yeah, let's just do this Loggins and Messina. So they did like... Two or three albums as Loggins and Messina. Yeah. And then went their own way. Plus then yeah. Loggins gets to avoid anyone saying it's like, yeah, that's like, Loggins got famous, but that's all Messina all over that <laughs> Exactly. Album. It's like, you can okay, see well, we'll it, Messina. Yeah. <laughs> and now if you just say right away, we're equals. And it's like, oh, they're a duo. Yeah, oh, okay. exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But this is a very famous and, and, and fine song. This like, is fine. This don't is, love it or hate it. But, I don't love it or hate it, but it yeah. is also, again, one of the first songs I ever remember. Yeah. Because it, it's of that age of like the mid 70s, like 76, 77. I'm curious to watch this live performance too. It's faster. Oh, good. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, two minutes and 41 seconds. Yeah. Great. Yeah. They, they speed it up a little bit. Wow, look at their fucking clothes. Look at fucking logins. <laughs> yeah. Look at Messina. He looks like a cult leader. That striped shirt. Damn, he got that cake, too. In yeah. those In those, in those flares. Yeah. The white bell good. bottoms. And that, like, green and white striped shirt that I would have worn as a kid. Yes. That rugby shirt. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And, and terrible hair. Yeah, but Logan's like looking like yeah, seventies beard dude. Seventy beard dude, and later just became like, hey, you're gonna do every soundtrack known to man. Yeah. And you're, and you're never gonna, gonna be more animated than you are right now. And he did some sappy shit, but he also did like the Danger Zone. And listen, he did I'm All Right from Teddy. Oh Street. yeah, fucking rocks. I love that song. Look at that dude. The sax, the sax player with the yeah. hair. What a 70s thing this is. <laughs> so 70s. I'm just also like... Kenny did a few key bumps before. Yeah, Loggins is... Messina's not high. Loggins, I think, is a little bit on something. Nobody's that happy. Yeah. Just kill it. Except I, maybe Kenny Loggins. I don't know. I don't know if he could play guitar like that either. Yeah. Because you just seem as like, you know, he does the theme song to Sylvester Stallone's Over the Top. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Me, the, the, I've uh, never actually seen the arm wrestling movie. It's called Meet Me Halfway. It's terrible. Oh wait, the, here's here's the part. Here's the part I was talking about. Okay. Do you do you not know it's coming? Is this let's, not what let's you were thinking anything. of? In this verse. Yeah, that part. <laughs> Out of the car, long hair! So, you know, they're like, that's funny. It's a verse where they're talking about you're making out with a girl in the yeah. car, and then the police officer comes and knocks on the window and tells you to get. But the, just the, the other guy just goes, Out of the car, long hair! Yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird. And you know, they're like, that's good. And I probably heard this song a hundred times in my life before I ever noticed it. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, I can't not hear it every time. Yeah. I'm always like, here that comes was, the part where it's goes, the whole the song for you now. Yeah, I want to hear it again. Because it's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. The 70s yeah. were weird. Goofy songs. <laughs> but I didn't, I like, because I was like, what, six? Oh, this is a perfect song for a six-year-old. Yeah, you're like, ah, you're just like, yeah. it's like, I remember the song. Yeah. 
And you, Dude, you were in a band with Neil Young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you realize who you are? <laughs> it's very sing-alongy. It's almost yeah. like it's campfire music. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it then, is almost like a children's song. Yeah, but yeah. They fucking ate that shit up. Out of car, long hair. <laughs> Kenny be like, I fucking killed that. He did. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, Energy of the coca plant. <laughs> Cocaine. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's another sort of iconic, almost too obvious that I didn't include them band that we have on, had on the show before. But we had them on the show in the context of another artist. And I don't think we've ever watched this video, which is one of my favorite videos of all time. Okay. Uh, it's from 1997. A little French band... Called Daft Punk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm aware. Uh, and this is like their first... I don't know if it was their first single, but it's from their first album. We're going to watch the video for Around the World. Around the World's great. It's a great song. It's so weird. It's still my favorite Daft Punk song. Yep. And and the other thing that I'm doing here is is um, I'm burning a Michelle Gondry video, which we've done too. Oh, yeah. So we're going to have to... I mean, we better do a Michelle Gondry yeah. episode before we watch all the videos just in separate episodes. Yeah, I know. We have to. But this is just one of those videos that I used to just, I just remember in college, literally, I remember downloading it on Kazaa, like <laughs> watching it on my fucking gateway PC in my dorm with my friends while we were high. Like, it's such, to me, an iconic video um, yes. from my younger days. And it's a weird video. And it's a very simple concept. But it's hard to describe, so I just I just copied the description from Wikipedia because I was like, well, that describes it pretty clearly. Yeah. Uh, the video features five groups of characters on a platform representing a vinyl record. Each group represents a different instrument in the song. Four robots walking around in a circle represent the vocals. Four, and this is the hardest thing to describe, four dancers in tracksuits who are wearing fake torsos yes. that make them look super tall, and then they have uh, like prosthetic heads on top of the tor- torsos. Mm-hmm. They're the bass. Yeah. Because they go up and down the I, stairs with the up-descending bass line. I'm glad you're doing this because this never occurred to me. Yes. I swear to God, it never did. There are four women dressed in like old-timey synchronized swimmers yeah. suits. And... Um, and they're the keyboards. They go up and down another set of stairs, and they they dance with the keyboards. Then there are four dudes in like skeleton costumes, mm-hmm. you know, like shirts with glow in the dark bones, and they have yeah. these skull helmets on. And they dance in tune to the rhythm guitar. And then finally, there's four mummies who dance with the drum. Pattern. Yes. So so there's four people in each group. Yes. Or like twenty total people, and each of the five groups of four people. Dances to a different instrument. I did not And they're know all that. going around in this in circular circle. room. Yes. In their respective costumes, dancing it to the song. Never occurred to me, and I feel stupid that yeah. I haven't even seen it. And that. even the part where, like, the keyboards and the guitar are sort of doing interplay. Yeah. The swimmers and the skeletons are sort of dancing together. Mm-hmm. So he did this visual interpretation. Because the song is literally, it's this great dance beat. Yeah. With the title of the song repeated exactly 144 times. Oh, And that shit. is the lyrics to the song. That's it's, genius. For anyone who doesn't know it, you're about to hear it. But anyway, Daft Punk is, and I'm going to try to pronounce these French names, which I've never heard spoken out loud, Thomas Bangalter. 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 And Guy Manuel de Omen Cristo. Yeah, that's 100% correct. That's the best I can do. It sounds good to me. 
They formed in Paris in 1993 and disbanded in 2021. That's right. Uh, yeah, they just, you know, no acrimony. They just kind of went I think they were just like, ways. we're done. Yeah. And I even read that, like, they own a studio and, and all their equipment, like, they bought together. So they still, like, work in the studio together and share all their equipment. But they're just doing other projects. Yeah. Uh, but this is the legendary video for Around the World. I can't believe this is 90. You said 97? 97. God, I thought this was like 20. They were ahead 10. of their time too, but it's, yeah. This is European club music, yeah. but nobody did it better than Daft Punk. Now that it's to the music, I'm like, oh, of yeah. course. Drums. Yes. Bass. Guitar hasn't started yet, so the no. skeletons are just sitting down. That's right. There they are with the bass. This is every time I see this, I go, This is so exhausting for them. Yeah, (laughs) this is so much work, even though there's not a ton of dancing, just going up and down those fucking stairs and in sync, then in sync, exactly. And the the uh, the women swimmers are in high heels. Oh, yeah, platform heels. Skeletons have it easiest, I think, but well, that part's I think the uh, who's lying down, the, the mummies have it easy. The people going yeah. up the stairs, the, the the robots have it easy. Yes, too. the the women going up and down the stairs in bathing suits. Have it That's the toughest one for sure. I'm honestly like jealous that yeah, you should. I should have gotten high and watched this. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think yeah. I've ever did, but hell yeah, I would watch this a thousand times. I just I remember specifically watching this. The Fat Boy Slim videos, both yeah. Praise You and Weapon of Choice. Yeah. In like one session. There's the drums. This is learning that each group represents the the instrument is unbelievable to me. Yeah. I mean, and also they had to do a bunch of takes. Yeah, because it's all the groups are doing their own thing, but they have to be in sync. They have to be in sync every time. Those I like this part where yeah. the, uh, the, the they have the weirdest costume. Uh, I like that you know the cutouts for their eyes and mouths are like obvious, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because because there's very the cheap looking costumes, but yeah. also very cool. I saw Gandhi, man. Yeah, it's a real made, creative. Yeah, made for Daft Punk. Yeah. Oh my god. This has always been my favorite Daft This is one of the best videos. I think my... This is good. I mean, I like uh, Get Lucky just because it's Niles Rogers. Yeah, yeah. But this is fucking right. See, this is written on the... Skeletons are dancing sort of with the swimmers. This is so complicated. It seems simple, but it must have been hard. Oh my God, this must have been so tiring and exhausting. And everyone having... They had had to rehearse this forever. Yeah. And now that the music drops out, so they're all sort of like just kind of getting into a position and yeah. walking around at a trot. This is amazing. What a great I haven't seen this in a while. It's really cool. It's like, you know, one of those old Bubsy Berkeley Bubbly, things, yeah. but, but 90s. Yeah. And we don't know what Daft Punk looks like. Isn't that right? Y- yeah, there you can see pictures of oh, them. Oh, okay. But yeah, they... They famously wore their robot yes. hands and pretended to be robots. Yes. Even their stuff with the weekend, I really like too. Yeah, it was good stuff. 
They were teenagers when they started. Like when they no, made this, they were probably really? I don't know, wow. nineteen or twenty or some shit like that. Yeah, not much older. That's crazy. The music is as deceptively simple as the video, too. Yeah, but it actually requires a lot, and there's a lot of different components. That's the thing, yeah. It's, it seems like a simple beat, but all the little components, those keyboard yeah. swooshes, and yeah, it's just a cool song. That's a cool song. And a cool video. Yeah, course. and they were great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was uh, disappointed when they... Br- I mean, I'm not like a super fan or anything. Yeah. It was kind of like, oh, no, they're breaking up. But then it's like, well... They've been together for nearly 30 years, and they're breaking up for the right reasons, yeah. and it all seems healthy. Yeah. And I'm sure someday they'll 100%. get together and do a project, and you know. Yes. Listen, we didn't have them on the show, but two years ago, Tears for Fears reunited. Yeah. And they were never going to reunite right. after uh, sowing the seeds of love. Yeah. And they came back. And again, there's no acrimony mm-hmm. between the dudes and Daft Punk, and they still work in the same studio. That's amazing. Like... They'll, they'll do something together again. 100%. Like 100%. Yeah. Uh, okay. We have one more video from you, another group. We already had David and David. Let's have Mary Mary. Now it's Mary Mary. Mary Mary. I'm sure you don't know Mary Mary. No. But uh, I put why, them on. But why is she bugging? <laughs> Mary. That's one of the worst songs what? Ever. You don't like Mary Mary? Oh, Mary, so Mary. shitty. Why Mary you're bugging? Bugin'. It's so gross. <laughs> it's so bad. No, Mary Mary, uh, they're sisters, which is why I wanted to put them on. So we got some sisters. They're pop gospel. Pop uh, gospel. Pop gospel. Been around forever. This is from 2010. This is, it's not gospel about Jesus. There's a little bit of Jesus in there. But it's more like uplifting spiritual. Okay. And I like gospel music. Yeah. This is my, this is more, uh, Groove R&B. Like, this could have been an Arneo Soul session. Okay. Like Jill Scott. Yes. So, yeah. it's giving those kind of vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, this is a, this is one of those songs I put on when I was like, I need a little of some extra in my life. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. I need it. Fuck yeah. Sometimes you need Jesus. Such a heathen. <laughs> yeah. So, this is Mary Mary Walkin'. Walkin'. Yeah. Is, is it, what is it about? Why, is that a euphemism for something? Or is it just about just walking? like Jesus walks with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you need to walk. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that guy's like random, like producer, I think. Okay. And they're still, they're still around. They still like do albums and still tour. Yeah, I never heard of them. They play them on uh, KCRW or the R&B station that you listen to? They played a, a 102.3, yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> you see? Just feel good music. Yeah. Just like, I need some positivity in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And then the chorus is real uh, uplifting. And the video is like, it's a sunny day. They filmed yeah. it at the basketball yes. court. Everyone's having, it's a Sunday. Clearly. Yeah, everyone's hanging out. Yeah. Weekend vibes. Yes. That's right. See, the, the, the whole fet premise is they fall down, they get back up, they keep walking. Yeah. That's why I love this song. But you know how you get up is Jesus gives you a hand. Yeah. And well, where there were no footprints... That's not when he abandoned you. That's when he was carrying yes, you. Yes. You now understand gospel. I now understand Christianity. Yeah, exactly. Look how old that phone is from 2010. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, this is the period where iPhones exist, but the market penetration was still... It was still sort of like a luxury thing. And yes. it wasn't ubiquitous yet. Yep. 
That I think I got my first smartphone in 2010. God, I think I got my like. Yeah, they've got like a Sprint touchscreen. Yeah, really. Uh, but it's like, look at them. Look at this technology oh we have God, on our phones. Oh my God, is that Mary? Mary? Yeah. Yeah. It's a simple hook, but it's a yeah. Cool it's one. just it's a, a really, one. really good simple hook. Yeah, this was like their second or third hit. They had a song. I think they've been around since maybe, no, maybe longer, like 97, 98. They had a big song called Shackles. Okay. Like Shackles on My Feet. Yeah. Yeah. I think this song was inspired by uh, Midnight Cowboy, the famous scene where <laughs> yeah, I'm walking here. says, hey, I'm walking here, walking, I'm walking, I'm walking here. here. And, and like, they said, let's take that song. but make it more positive. Listen, like, let's not make it about here. male prostitution. <laughs> let's make it about Jesus. <laughs> well, Ratso wasn't a prostitute. He was no. the pimp. Who's the pimp? Uh, and he was walking there. Mm-hmm. He's walking one step at a time. That's all you gotta do, man. Just walk one step at a time. I'm dying of tuberculosis. Yeah. Here's here's the one reference right here. Yeah. That's how you know. Okay. It's, there's, yeah, there, yeah. there's your gospel moment. Yep. Yep. Because otherwise, because otherwise, you'd be like, oh, this is just a neo soul song. Yeah. No, Christian music isn't bad. Christian rock oh, is bad. Yes, exactly. Uh, and a lot of Christian pop is bad. But yes. gospel music is awesome. Yeah. Praise music? No. Yeah. Gospel music? Yes. Definitely. Uh, I don't care if it's about Jesus. I'm not a Christian, but yeah. with so much good, so and even classical, so much good music came from Christian traditions that like I'm not going to beef with it unless it yes. sucks. I unless don't, it sucks. Like I've said, I don't care about religion. Yeah. But uh, this song makes me feel good. Yeah. I even like traditional gospel. Like you do, are you're a big traditional, like not big, but you like. Yeah. I can't really get into it, but yeah. you definitely do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I said that was the last video, but I lied. I put a bonus Surprise! video. In. I put a bonus in the episode. Better be good for this bonus because one of the best things. I mean, we've we've had this group on music. Not gonna look a bunch of times, and it's one of my favorites. And mm-hmm. I'm like, if we're doing a duos episode. We gotta visit with Bev and Bob. Uh, yeah, they're a duo. Yeah. I'm like, we've we've done a lot of Bev and Bob videos over yes, the years. We have. I'm like, how do we top it? <laughs> Can we? I don't know if we can top this next one. Okay. This might be the Bev and Bobbest Bev and Bob video oh, no. that exists. Okay. Because not only is it Bev and Bob, and Bev and Bob don't suck. I like Bev and Bob. Um they're pure joy. Mm-hmm. But this song is one of the top five, possibly top three worst songs ever. Oh, is it Four Non Blondes? No. Okay. But I'll have to see if they did a cover of that. No, it's so much worse than Okay. What's up? Uh, it is a it is a song by a Norwegian band called Rednecks. And it's called Cotton Eyed Joe. Oh. And it is from shit. the 90s. It is a Norwegian band who they would dress up like hill, American hillbillies, yeah, where they're wearing uh, overalls and no shirt and no shoes and straw hats. And I had no and idea called, to this moment that they were Norwegian. Yeah. Oh, oh this is like pure Euro trash pop. I from had the 90s. no idea. Rednecks, R E D N E X, with their 
like Euro trash club cover of yes. tra- like folk traditional folk song Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, that is the most annoying song ever recorded. It's terrible and a huge hit that will never die. No, nope. it's like thirty years old at this point. It's still on TikTok. You're still gonna hear it at weddings. Yeah. You're still like kids love it. It's awful. Yeah, and we're gonna watch so, Evan Bob. So let's do it karaoke it. style. Okay, karaoke let's do style. It. You have to watch it. This video is three minutes and 16 seconds long. It's going to feel like three <laughs> hours. Pure, pure torture. But they do some cool video stuff in this where they really mix it up. And boy, are they having extra fun with this one. <laughs> I'm sure they're like, this song rocks. So let's watch my favorite <clears throat> duo do their version of Cotton Eye Joe by Rednecks. Are you ready to rock? Oh, look at them doing like some, some production value here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> That's Rednecks. That's the actual band oh, in the okay. background there. There's Bob. They were doing some real production work here. Yeah, they've got green screen and... <laughs> they they got, like, people in it now. No. They've got themselves. Oh, That's shit. Bev. That's Bev. That's Bev. Oh, they, shit. They... Oh, this is a nightmare. <laughs> can't believe I have to sit through this for two more minutes. <laughs> Yeah, they they have they superimposed three wow. bevs on the screen. I didn't think it could get any worse. Doing like a line dance to the song. Although I do and like, then in the background it's like pictures of their friends and family. Yeah, that's that that's nice. But everything else is wow. This is Bev and Bob at the worst. But this is also them having the most fun we've ever seen them have. They're having fun. Bob loves Cotton Eye Joe. No, he does. You can tell. I don't know why anyone would like Cotton Eye Joe or admit to liking Cotton Eye Joe. They're not even on beat. They never are, Kirk. But You've like, seen them. But particularly for this song... It makes it even more. But they're dancing with each other. They're, they're, they have huge smiles on their faces. They're laughing. I've never been this happy in my whole life. I've never been more dead inside. <laughs> no, I mean, I, in my life, have never been as happy oh, as they that are. That is very true. Yeah. That is, you will never reach their happiness. No. No. So how can I hate on it? Oh, there's ways. Uh, but that you're is so true. cynical. <laughs> Me, I'm the cynical. You're so one. hateful. Yeah. You just, you're so cynical. <clears throat> I'm so cynical. This is just grating. It's but beautiful. You've you've said it right. You will never be as happy. No, no, I don't That's have it. True. I do not have the capacity yes. in my heart to achieve the joy that Bev and Bob are achieving. Their, their happiness level is yeah. non-parallel. Uh, don't worry, this is about two-thirds of the way over. <laughs> what? Is this a more recent one? No, this one's like ten years old. Oh, my God. Are they still a... Oh, group? yep, they're still making they're them. They're still a But a lot more of them are Bob Solo. I think Bev is uh, like, falling off a bit. Bob's like, I'll go alone. But they still, from time to time, will make one together. I like that they're like, you know, we need to do more, so let's do three Bevs. It's very confusing. It's just chaos. Yes. But I like how they're like, you know, we got to ramp yeah. things up. And she's got different she's thing. got different costumes for each one. Like they really went all out for this one. Cuz it's Bev, Bob's Bev favorite Bob, yeah. song. <laughs> you got out of breath there. 
do a little vocal effect, and then it just ends. <laughs> I like how it just ends. I like that I like, you said this is a nightmare because it literally feels like a David Lynch. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the end of Lost Highway when Bill Pullman's like racing down the highway yes, and there's all that shit going Exactly. On. Shit has gone wrong. They could have, <laughs> yeah. And then it's just this and yeah. then the credits directed by David It's David. utter chaos. Yeah. A film by David Finch. Look, uh, art comes in so many different shapes. Art is personal. Yeah. And it means different things to different and people. And you're not allowed to criticize it. Oh, I can. <laughs> but but I like you said... I love their fun. I love their level of fun. Yes, um, and I can't. I really can't be hateful against people who are enjoying life more than I can ever possibly enjoy it. That is well put. I'm, I envy Bev and Bob. I do. <laughs> I get it. I wish I had their Indiana life with their karaoke setup. I mean, you could. Uh, years and years of fun they've been having. They've not and stopped sharing having fun. with us, and I've had fun. Them. I'm glad you've had fun. And, uh, I mean, look, I can't, I cannot achieve the happiness that Bev and Bob achieve. No. But I can access some happiness through Bev and Bob. Yes. And I have enough difficulty accessing happiness that I have to be grateful for that. I understand. And so I celebrate them. This is your way of getting happy. Yes. Yeah. And I said, should I have Bev and, of Bev and Bob video of them doing a song by a duo for this? And I was like, no, they're enough of a duo that I'm going to count it. We need to do Cotton. No, they're, as much as I don't like it, they they're are definitively a duo. a duo. They are a duo. I you, mean, that, there were four, there were three Bevs there, but it's still Bev and Bob. It's 100% a duo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you for indulging me. No, on another fine. journey with Bev and Bob. I, I only do it like twice a year. I will. I will forget about Bev and Bob until the next time you put them on. I'm like, oh yeah, that's, Bev and Bob. That's how I try to time it. But you they, time it. Well. Listen, dude. No joke. They have enough videos that we could do one every episode and never run out. That's amazing. But they, they have more videos than we have episodes. That's so. hysterical. But uh, I'm not going to do that to you no. or myself. No. That'd be the end of the show. Yeah. But that is the end of this episode. Uh, thank you for joining us for our duos episode. Yeah. But uh, that's the end of Music Raygun. For now, I'm Paul. I'm Kirk. Until next time. See ya. Yeah.